How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Justin Hegna knows a little bit about basketball. Grew up great player here in high school and college, and he started the breakdown and many other things that pertain to uh, high school basketball. And he has built uh, uh, quite a signature project there, an annual, uh, where they play uh, throughout the state different games. They'll take a different site, and they'll play a series of games all day, and uh, uh, it becomes a treat for these teams to participate in it. He joins us now. Justin, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Good to hear from you. Like I see Amir Coffey's got 20 points tonight so far. The Clippers are getting beat. But uh, do you even know how many NBA guys have played in the breakdowns? You know that's a that's a good question, but I got to think that we're in we're in double digits now. Um, you know, if you want to go all the way back, I got to think. You know, we first started doing this in about two thousand three, two thousand four. I think that was our inaugural idea of putting, you know, some of these top teams together and kind of having that unique matchup. But you know, if I went back into the archives, I got to think we're I got to think we're close to ten or maybe a little bit over that, which is pretty amazing. I can't remember. Have you done other states to Minnesota as part of the breakdown too? Well, the only thing that we've done is we've done uh, a Wisconsin border battle. We did, we started that 15 years ago at Tartan High School, and uh, we just actually finished that one. We were at Minneapolis North last Saturday, and that's, uh, you know, we bring in six Minnesota schools, six Wisconsin schools, and then we alternate um, every year. So this year was at North. Next year we're going to Prescott, Wisconsin, but we've been doing that. And, you know, there's the most similar thing that, we have seen compared to us here in Minnesota is what's called the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook. They do things a little bit differently, but some of the same concepts. So that's probably the the only thing that we do in consolidate with another state. But we've invited some, you know, we've invited some teams from North Dakota, um, South Dakota. We use some Sioux City teams that we come in. Um, but most of the time, it's pretty much Minnesota. Predominantly. Now, now, when you're going to do, I mean, does social media carry the day now? Do you have a portal or something like that where uh, are you sending out mass emails to everybody in Wisconsin saying we're looking for six teams? Because you're also trying to match it up so it's comparable in terms of you know competitive balance. Well, what we do with Wisconsin is Mark Miller runs the Wisconsin side, and he's kind of the guru there, and we send him 
or he sends us, you know, their different levels. And Wisconsin has a pretty similar setup. They use their numbers a little bit backwards. They go, you know, where we go class, you know, four, you know, one is their top level. Yep. But, you know, we can kind of figure it out, and then we just kind of put it together, and we, you know, put enrollment sizes. And, uh, you know, we had a, we had some great matchups. They, they got us this year, but we still have quite a quite a lead over them over the past 15 years. So, but, yeah. Uh, they uh, they got us this year. I think they went five and one um, this past yeah. weekend. But yeah, so but we had to give them a hey. We got to we had to be nice to Wisconsin over. They had a kind of a tough weekend, so we yeah, had to give them yeah. something. Well, really, <laughs> really nice of us. Yeah, <laughs> Justin Hagen is our guest from the, from the breakdown. What 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 did last year? What was that like for you to get you know to have COVID just take over this state and take over basketball and everything else? Well, I, I got to say that in our industry, it really, I mean, to, to go back even two years, the things that we've had to process, and this is for everybody. I mean, everybody's had to deal with the same struggles, you know, but from, from an athletic standpoint and then doing it from the high school perspective, it was, it was tough. I mean, the, you know, the funnest things that we do, I mean, we do our summer tournaments and we do that and then we go into the fall stuff and then we have a media book that comes out, but really the... The fun part of this business is our winter events, the tip-off classics, border battles, things like that. And for that to be taken away, it was the longest winter last year because, you know, we weren't able to host that. I mean, the, first of all, you had the capacity limits at 250, and you had, you know, great that they were able to get the state tournament in, um, but things like ours weren't weren't allowed. So, yeah. you know, it was, a, it was a two-year hiatus, and I'll tell you what, you... you <laughs> Two years was a long time um, when oh. you have to go back from 2020, and now we were in 22 and 2019, you know, even in the fall. But it, was, uh, it wasn't it was easy. I don't think we – I don't know, and I can't say this, but if a year three would have happened or if we would have had dealing with some of the restrictions, you know, uh, this business probably just can't survive. Wow. Um, how how did you that. handle that emotionally? And, you know, you built this up and through no fault of your own. And, you know, it's not there's not a market for it, but the virus doesn't allow. How, how did you, and, and I'm asking you this as someone, you know, there's probably other people out there listening that, that, that had similar circumstances in different businesses. How, how did you handle it? Well, it was, you know, I'm always an optimist. I think when you're, you know, a former teacher, coach, or anything, I think you always have the mindset of being an optimist. But, you know, I started to get worried, you know, because we always thought things were going to break through. We thought when this thing first started, we thought, okay, it's the summer that's going to be taken away. And the and summer's then, an important time for you, too. Yep, summer's yep. an important time. And then it went into the fall. And then, you know, the back and forth where, okay, we were able to do three weekends or four weekends last year, the fall league, and then the big, you know, surge came in and took the last four weekends. And then knowing that you couldn't do any of the winter events, but I I kept thinking, okay, this is going to break through at some point. I mean, you know, you're always thinking, okay, two months is a long time. Then all of a sudden I get to five months, eight months. And then you're like, well, um, is this going to change the dynamic of, everything i mean i think we all started to get to that point a little bit and, yep and for us um you know you take away this segment you take away a month here or a month there um you know it, it was tough but i always think that i always thought it was going to kind of um, break through a little bit to where we could get to a point where we could at least function now the hard thing about that is the restrictions once we were able to go last summer 
um, the challenges were just dealing with different school districts having different policies. And then sure. you have people coming from different places yep. and they're doing different things and then trying to get everybody to kind of adhere to all the, you know, the things that you have to cover. Um, you know, it was nerve wracking. It was, uh, it was tough because, you know, especially with the mask policies and we're always asking what happens if that person doesn't do, I mean, is somebody just going to come in and just say, we're going to shut this down. Yeah, we'll um, shut the whole tournament know, down if somebody doesn't wear their mask. Who knows, right? Right. I mean, we were just worried that, you know, is is that going to happen? And, you know, we're, we're, you know, I think our six or seven winter events, I mean, I think there's like four that there's policies that are a little bit more restrictive, and then there's some that are less restrictive. But I have to say that everything has gone really well. I mean, I, I think we were really worried back in the end of November going into this, being that this was the first time you could have 20-some teams. I mean, it was two years before you could do that. I mean, yep. bringing in, I mean, you could do the game by game, and but not 32 teams in one day at Hopkins. Um, we were kind of the, and I remember Dan Johnson at Hopkins and all the administrators and even probably maybe the Department of Health, we were kind of like, okay, how is this going to work in high school? Is this going to be back to to where it used to be? And and we were pretty close. I mean, we, you know, of course, it's it's hurt attendance a little bit, the hesitancy that's still out there, but that's for everything. But for the most part, um, it's gone really, really well. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I mean, the other piece of it was that, you know, when we when we last met, so to speak, uh, you had Creighton Durham Hall playing Minnehaha Academy in this huge game at the end of the day along with others. So, so there were some marquee, I mean, you're talking about lottery picks that, that, that maybe this year we don't have, but we had the last couple of years that, that add to that, too. Right. And, you know, we we didn't have that this year. But, you know, that's another thing that you want to bring up is that we, we're doing some things during the winter. I mean, the night before um, the tip boys tip off classic, we had Creighton Durham Hall playing to Tino Grace and there was an issue of covid. So yep. we had to cancel our premier game, which is I mean, that's the tough one to swallow because that's your kind of your build up game. And. What's been different is even our Granite City Classic. I think there's been eight to nine games where we just we couldn't have the, them on the schedule, but we rerouted them. Um, we had an event at Hamlin where we had Totino and Creighton play. We picked another site, just kind of put it together. And what's kind of funny about that, you never thought that you would ever be doing things like you do in the fall and the summer, saying, hey, you didn't get a game here. You didn't get a game there. We know that you need a game. Hey, how about we play it? A week later. I mean, we're doing some, we're, we're adapting and doing things at the sanctioning at the real high school level that you do that you only did that stuff in the summer, you know, but now you're doing it in the winter for live games. It's just, uh, it's been quite figuring it out on the fly, which will be a great tool down the road. Who have been the most impressive teams that you've seen at the breakdown so far? Well, I think you have to start with Totino there. You know, they, they played a really good mini, uh, Menominee Falls team out of Wisconsin, but you know, they've, They've obviously kind of, I think, set the set the bar a little bit of kind of being that team that in Park Center. Um, yeah, and know, they beat you, Park you, Center you, by three the other night. Yeah, yeah, but both those two teams are are really talented. But I think you you could kind of go with the mainstays. I mean, I don't. I think the fun thing about it is that you can put Lakeville North, you could put an Osseo, you could put the Hopkins. Um, you know, any any of those teams that have kind of been staples the last the Eastridge. Yeah, and I here comes Shakopee, right? Loaded. Yeah. What, excuse me? I said, and here comes Shakopee, too, it looks like. And here comes Shakopee. And, you know, we kind of saw that. That's the fun thing about what we do in the summer is, you know, Jake, the coach there, is, you know, he's got so much depth. And we saw the 7th and 8th grade group coming a few years ago. And then they come to our summer, and then they come to our fall league. 
And now here they are in that top 10, top five mix where they, you know, that's just, you know, back to when Bruce coached, you know, they were that team, you know, every year was going to be competitive, but it's kind of fun to see them now coming into that top 10. But, you know, that just goes to show you how loaded Minnesota basketball is. I mean, girls and boys, I mean, those, those big time programs, those class three and class four, a teams, you know, you can go down the line where they're seven, eight deep and, and maybe eight of those players are, D one and and they're and they're and the guys that come off the bench are Division two scholarship players. Yeah, that's it's unbelievable to me. Justin Agnes, our guest. The other thing that you've got in Minnesota right now, uh, probably because I, I I just believe the whole you know from the bottom level up has been raised so much is in the summertime. There's a lot of conversation now about is he going to stay at that school? Is he going to go to a private school, etc. Uh, what has that been like to 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 dial into that? Because summer is filled with fodder, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, you know, when we make these matchups like we're doing, I mean, Dean Kessler, our event, um, he organizes a lot of these things now and invites the teams. And that's the tough thing about it is, you know, we, we can have, you know, like, you know, like, um, like the Lee kid from Byron. I mean, you know, he, he's, you know, is in Byron and then goes to Totino at the very beginning of the school year. Well, that changes the, the landscape for Byron a little bit, even though they're an outstanding program. Yeah. But, you know, but you can't, you can't really, you can't, these, these ADs, they got 26 games and especially these high level programs. I mean, their schedules, I mean, many of them are done already for next year. So we got to jump on this very early and their, their team rosters can change, especially some of these players that would maybe jump from here or there, they move. Um, maybe it's a prep academy. Now th- yep. those things kind of come into play now. Do, so. do they ever call you and say, you know what, Justin, we we did lose our best player, and and and, and we don't want in on this because we we're just not ready. You know what? I think only one time, and that was on the girls' side, and and we certainly we let them make that decision. But most of these coaches, you know, they're, they're program, you know, they're program people, and they're like, hey, you know what? This is a great event. Of course, maybe one of our top players isn't there, but they do things, and that's what's great. I mean, we're going to honor that. Um, it's more of an honor for their program. So, yeah, there's some circumstances where, you know, boy, we had that one, you know, the kid from Osseo against the kid from here, and that was going to be a great, you know, post-match sure. up or whatever, yeah. and that can change a little bit. But at the end of the day, um, those things happen. We're used to it, and it's more of an honor for the program as well. Justin, appreciate. It. Are you are you done now for this season, or you got some more coming? Actually, actually, we got we got two left. We got one in St. Michael. It's called our Community Clash, and it's a kind of a boys girls combo. And then we end up in Alexandria every year with uh, what's called our Winter Lakes. Kind of a you know smaller but really fun. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of funny when you get out to the out state. Um, they it's a it's just you know the, it's more community. You'll yes, see it more it's a different animal, a bit, and yeah, it's a fun. Bit more tradition. So yep. it's, it's fun to end up there and. And uh, it's a great setting up there, too. Great school. Well, I don't know how you do it, but keep up the great work, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Sure. You got it. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Justin Hagner from The Breakdown. We come back. Chris Tubbs gives us his take on who the Vikings' next head coach should be. Stay with us. Well, we're not looking back at SNL, uh, people that appear there. Wow. It's going to be a podcast, huh? But we are. Talking sports here. That's what we do. Take it up to the Timberwolves. Uh, Chris Tubbs, I gave a list of uh, you know possible people that could be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Raheem mm-hmm. Morris, uh, I th- Todd Bowles, um, Nathaniel Hackett, um, Dan Quinn, um, Jonathan uh, Gannon, a b- bunch of guys on there. 
Who strikes you? Who stands out at this point? I want nothing to do with Gannon. I want nothing to do with Hackett. And I want absolutely nothing to do with Dan Quinn. Because? Dan Quinn, I wasn't impressed with his defense this year in, in Dallas. Um, I just feel like he, I just, I can't tell what it is, but just looking at the way that he's constructed his defenses, should have been a little bit more out of him. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, don't know enough about him. And yeah, is it just, is it the quarterback that makes him good? I don't know. There's not enough there. Um, Gannon, I mean, we saw there were times this year that that defense for Philadelphia got, got shredded. There's, there is one name. I, I, I'm interested in Kevin O'Connell because he's a young offensive mind. Now, I don't Come know. On, they couldn't even snap the ball. They needed to they had the game one. If they just snapped the ball, and they couldn't get that right. Well, I mean, I, 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 like, I like what I saw to the Buffalo offense, and I like the way that it was constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess out of the day, Raheem Morris is the guy on your list that I would be most intrigued by, and people are like, well, he's a defensive guy. He is, but at the same time, he was also the passing game coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. So I mean, right? He, yeah, he came from this. It's a weird, kind of a weird thing that he went through, and then was the head coach at uh, Tampa. Yeah, and and I feel like you know Tampa, it wasn't the Tom Brady, you know, Buccaneers. So I mean, you, you had a whole bunch there. Another name I want to throw out there that's got connections is uh, how about D'Amico Ryan's San Francisco defensive coordinator? Well, they they are really good. And and obviously they won a game with defense alone and special teams the other day because their offense did nothing, and, and and they beat Green Bay in Green Bay with defense alone. But if if you don't bring Bosa with them, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, I, I mean, at the same time though, over the last couple of years, you just look at how that defense has has been constructed, how they're nasty, they're physical. And they've shut down Green Bay, what, four consecutive times? And I know he wasn't there all of those, but I think Robert Sala really set a good foundation. And I just, I... You know know what's hard, though, Tubbsy, like with Mm -hmm. these GM candidates? Mm -hmm. I I love when they say, you know, like Ryan Poles, you know, was there when they uh, moved up to trade for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, he he might not have even had a whiff of that. He might not have even been in the room when they made the decision. He was there. But that doesn't mean that he had anything to do. Right, but it's all about association. I mean, they, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. you, but you don't even know. Maybe on the other hand, maybe he was the guy that went and said, "Hey, I want you to think about this. I think I think this Mahomes is going to be now. If that's the case, then you want him as your GM. But 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 to, to use on your resume, you know, was there when they acquired so he might not have he might have heard about it when when it was released on the news. You know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at you know Mensa. You you look at his resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's helped. De- really, San Francisco's roster, I mean, you look at the names there and you look at Cleveland's roster, and I, I thought Matthew Collar from last week, you'll put it perfectly. It's like, yeah, they didn't have a lot of success, but a lot of that was based on the quarterback play, and I mean, Cleveland had a really good roster, you know, because I, in terms of talent, I mean... I, I couldn't believe, uh, you know, and of course, Mayfield was hurt this year, so I, I'll yeah. give him some, but, but you know, the other thing was, they, they, they apparently didn't handle Beckham, right? Yeah, and, and, and that was one of the things that you yeah. got to do. You got to handle Beckham if you're going to have him on your team. Yeah, and, and I don't know, you know, the you know the dynamic behind that. I don't like players getting to the point where they're just going to force their way out like Odell Beckham did. I don't uh, either, but it, but you know, and, and, you know, it's funny oh, yeah. because the, the the Vikings are seen as dysfunctional. I get it, but 
Green Bay could be seen as dysfunctional. I mean, their quarterback they won't even tell you what he's going to do right now. Yeah, are, are, the, are the Vikings uh, Cleveland as dysfunctional, is dysfunctional because of Beckham? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, have the Vikings? I, I know that you know naturally they've been known as as a dysfunctional. I, I'm just I mean, saying, I'm, at the end of this year, they sure. were seen as highly dysfunctional. Be, you know, with all the things that came out. But every NFL team is dysfunctional. Yeah, is my point. yeah, absolutely. It's just a question. You know, you know. Let, let's face it. If Tampa keeps Antonio Brown happy, not that that's their job. They'd probably win a game the other day. Yep. Nope. You're you're not wrong with that. I'm just saying, man. We'll continue this tomorrow, okay? You got it, Maxie. We're just getting heated up now. Let's go. The whole okay. day. Let's go, Maxie. It's the Wolves. It's the Blazers. It's next on WCCO. You're home to the Minnesota Timberwolves. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.